the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DiGilio. Welcome. We are with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world. Listen, you should check out all the podcasts at Radio Misfits. Radiomisfits.com. Check it out. Amazing group of podcasts that are varied and funny and entertaining and informative and awesome. Uh, and also, we have a streaming service that you should check out as well. 24-hour free streaming service. It's like radio, only a lot cooler. You can hear a bunch of really cool music that's unheard from the Unheard Music Show, which is also at RadioMisfits.com. So a lot of really incredible music that you've never heard before that you'll love. And uh, in between all that great music are amazing episodes of all the podcasts available at Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including this one and my other podcast that you can listen to. If you're a Saturday Night Live fan and you don't subscribe and listen regularly to the SNL podcast that I do, there's something wrong with you. Seriously, you might want to check into a mental facility. Uh, that podcast is called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. It drops every Wednesday, a new episode every week. But you can hear it broadcast on the Radio Misfits uh, 24-hour streaming service every morning at 9 a.m. Central. And you can hear this podcast broadcast every single day on uh, the Radio Misfits.live um, streaming service, and that's it every day at 3 p.m. Central. So this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central, my SNL podcast every day at 9 a.m. Central, all part of the incredible free 24-hour streaming service that is radiomisfits.live. Check it out right now. We're glad you're here uh, as part of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is episode number 194 of the Nick D Podcast. Coming up, our good friend Dan Feinberg joins us. He joins us every other week. Uh, he's one of our favorite guests and uh, people love it when Dan uh, shows up with us and we talk about TV and I love it too. So there's a lot of TV to talk about, um, and, uh, so much more in the world of uh, show business, especially television. We'll talk about his podcast that he does on a weekly basis as well. And it's TV talk that you love. And by the way, anytime Dan is on, we welcome questions. So if you have questions for me to ask to Dan, you can just leave them as part of our voicemail system. I have a 24-hour voicemail system that's open and ready to go. Anytime you want to say anything to me at this podcast or my SNL podcast, we want suggestions, we want comments, we want contributions, we want to laugh. Anything you want to say at any time of the day or night, call us. Leave those voicemail messages. Questions for some of our regular guests, including Dan Feinberg and our For the People guys, Tom and Herb, and some of our regular other guests, our regular guests. We got food guests, we got... Uh, music guests, we got pro wrestling guests. I love my repeating guests, and uh, they're awesome. So, uh, and you love it too. So, leave your questions. Be a part of it. We want you to be a part of this podcast. So, leave those voicemails now at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight, or drop us an email with any of your comments or suggestions or questions for the regular guests. Anything you want to say to me about the podcast or anything, email us nickdpodcast at gmail dot com. Hey, why don't you be a sponsor? 
it, uh, it'll be good for you. Trust me, a lot of people listen to this podcast. So be a sponsor. Advertise with us. Say, I want to advertise. Send us a note. Sales at radiomisfits.com, and your product and your business could be advertised right here uh, in front of a lot of people on the Nick T Podcast. So be a sponsor. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and all the themes and all the sounds. He's a weirdo, and I love him. He's a genius, and he lives in Houston. Uh, and we want you to rate, review, and share on every single platform that it's available for all of these podcasts. And Ed's my main man at Radio Misfits. So Dan Feinberg's going to join us to talk TV. And then Esmeralda Leon, who joins me every single episode, is going to be here. My dad's going to stop by for a joke because it is Tuesday. And at every Tuesday, my dad busts down that back door and tells you a hilarious joke. And, of course, we have a special visit. He's British. He owns a submarine. He lives in a submarine. He is a submarine captain, and he's been around for, I don't know, I don't know, a few hundred years. He's ageless. He is Slap Slapley. That's right. The British bon vivant submarine auteur, Mr. Slap Slapley, is going to join us for another round of 80s, 90s trivia madness with Slap Slapley. That's right. Esmeralda Leon and myself will be pinned against each other in a really hard-fought, cutthroat competition of 80s and 90s trivia madness. Movies, TV, music, sports, miscellaneous, all kinds of crazy stuff. He's a slap slapply, and he is the greatest uh, game show host of all time. He's going to be here as well. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Carrie Russell is always here. She loves my show. She is Felicity. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. All right, Slap Slapley and some trivia with the wonderful Esmeralda Leon, my dad, stopping by to tell a joke, and we will kick it all off with, from the Hollywood Reporter and from the, from the fine print, the TV critic extraordinaire, talking all kinds of TV, Dan Feinberg is going to join us. But before Dan joins us, you should hear about this, and if you haven't gotten this book yet, if you haven't listened to it on Audible, you should, because it's fantastic, and I'm happy to tell you about it one more time. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspa's Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever. And trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback. For Kindle, exclusively through Amazon.com, Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jagoff.
somewhere else, Dan Feinberg. That's right. It is all the way from somewhere else, and that somewhere else is, of course, Los Angeles, California. Dan Feinberg is TV critic for The Hollywood Reporter and the guy who runs The Fine Print, which is a website and a uh, whole place and a blog and videos and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's The Fine Print, F-I-E-N. And here's Dan Feinberg. Hello, Dan. What up, Nick? How are you, sir? Keeping exhaustingly busy. Exhaustingly busy. Lots of TV, always. Always, always, always. Allegedly, there were supposed to be slowdowns, but I feel as if that has been a a total lie, and so, (laughs) oh well, just treading water as best I can. Well, as we speak, uh, you know, it's a Tuesday uh, uh, right now, but, uh, you know, uh, it might not be. It might be a little bit earlier than that. It might be a few days earlier than that. This actually might be the same day, even though it's Tuesday. For the people who are listening, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to I don't want to blow the I don't want to, you know, let you behind the curtain and see the Wizard of Oz. But it might not be the Tuesday that you're listening to this because it could be before that. And it, this could be the evening. Actually, we're recording this on the, the end of the SAG uh, after strike. Um, it could be it could be it might be even though it's a tuesday after that and we've known this for a few days but we're you know maybe we're gonna act like it's fresh news dan your thoughts on this the way it sounds and because we're recording this a day that isn't tuesday (laughs) when this goes up by the time things go up on tuesday everyone is going to know all of the details and thus far we're still parsing together the details the the way it sounds is like Basically, the actors got something resembling what they wanted on all of the important issues, Which particularly is the the concerns regarding AI, lots of the discussions of uh, revenue sharing and the like. So basically, it, it sounds as if this was a solid win for the actors, which is good given that they had been on strike for over 100 days, still less time than the writers had been on strike but uh, you know good gracious the the town has been shut down or not necessarily shut down but you know under <laughs> under union lock and key for 6 months now i yeah. mean it's it's yeah. remarkable and so it is it is very good that Things are going to get back to business. Things are going to get back to work. People who have been struggling, uh, and this does not include the people at the AMPTP who have largely been billionaires, so no real sympathy for them. But but for the writers, for the actors, um, for all of the -the below-the-line talent, all of the people who whose livelihoods depend on productions being in production that haven't been on production. I I'm just very happy because this is, this has hurt a lot of people. And so it's, it's a time to be excited, but more than anything, it's just a time to be relieved that, that people can get their lives back together and things going again. So very, very, very happy for the industry. And I'm glad. And I hope that they got everything that they wanted because they deserve everything that they wanted. Uh, both the writers and the actors, um, and it's great that the actors are back. And what does this mean for your podcast, which we need to plug and tell everybody how they can listen to and should listen to every week? Indeed. Well, uh, that would be TV's Top 5 podcast, which goes up every Friday morning bright and early. I co-host it with my THR colleague, Leslie Goldberg. She's a wonderful reporter who's been doing tons of terrific reporting on the strike for the past 
nigh on however many months. Uh, and of course, we had to stop doing our regular showrunner spotlight because no one was promoting anything. Uh, but we actually, let's see, by the time we do this, it will be two weeks ago's episode. But uh, we got back to our first showrunner spotlight interview in six months with uh, Michael Green and Amber Noizumi, who were the creators of Netflix's very, very good blue eye samurai. And right. it, it was just good to be back to talking about television, to being back to talking about creative decisions and uh, development and all of that stuff, rather than all of those months where basically we'd been talking to people about money and about the industry falling apart. So right. for now, kind of getting back to business, and that is also good. <laughs> and everybody can hear that. Uh, they can hear the podcast every every Friday it drops, correct? Yes. Every Friday, where, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it is Apple or, or some third party, whatever, it is TV's Top 5, The Numeral 5. There you go. Make sure you check that out. You can always check it out at The Fine Print. All the stuff that we talk about, the articles, the reviews, the stuff that, he, that Dan writes, the podcast, it's all connected. You can always just make it your home base at uh, The Fine Print, F-I-E-N, and at uh, Hollywood Reporter, which are great ways to stay connected. Uh, before we dump, jump into some of the reviews and some of the newer things, um, we'd be remiss, uh, and at least because I haven't talked to you uh, since uh, Matthew Perry uh, tragically passed away. Um, and uh, I know you wrote a piece, a critic's appreciation of Matthew Perry. Um, tell me about uh, about your thoughts on not just his death, but like the guy's career and what it meant and the impact that he made on television and uh, and pop culture in general, uh, with obviously being in one of the biggest shows in the history of TV. Yeah, uh, you know, just it's one of those things where it was shocking, but sort of years of nervousness and trepidation to yeah. some degree, I don't want to say prepared people because you, you can't be prepared. He was 54, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. but but he had been very public about his about his battles with with drug abuse and with his addictions. And, and so people knew that was a thing. And he had had all of the associated health problems that had been, you know, near deadly previously. And so, uh, you know, just when when the news broke, it wasn't. And oh my God, it was more just a God that's bleeping sad, you know, that there's just nothing else to it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm generationally appropriate to have watched Friends from the very beginning passionately, and I'm temperamentally appropriate to have been a Chandler as such things go. I am definitely someone who has always used sarcasm as a as a defense mechanism, who has always enjoyed quoting pop culture willy-nilly. I think most of the people who I know are are Chandlers to varying degrees. But uh, when I wrote my appreciation, it, it seemed too easy to write about Friends and about Chandler Bing. I, I wanted to kind of reflect on the choices he made after Friends, because I think if you're if you're cynical and if you didn't watch the shows, you would look at his post friends resume and you would go, my goodness, he had a lot of shows that were canceled after one season. Yeah. And, and he did. There's, there's no denying that, but to, to just reduce them to that description would take away from how very good he was in studio 60 on the sunset strip, a, a very erratic qualitative show, but a show that he was excellent in. Um, and one of the things I reflected on was how 
Chandler Bing, a character who uses sarcasm as a defense mechanism to cover over his insecurities and his problems, it's a template that he where he kept getting darker and darker versions within that, where he kept finding characters who were more and more damaged and found it harder and harder to use humor. And it was a, a fascinating and ambitious transition. And perhaps that's part of why people weren't watching those shows is because they wanted the lighter version of the character. And, yeah. you know, the character on Studio 60 was was an addict. Uh, the character on Mr. Sunshine on ABC was uh, a pathological narcissist. The character on Go On on NBC was grieving for for his wife and worried that he would never be funny again. And some episodes he just wasn't. And he was so good in all of them. And I, I just kind of reflected that he was taking the characters to more and more serious places. And I, I've said this other places, I, I feel as if if Chandler Bing was 95% funny and five percent dramatic and maybe something on like go on or his character on the good wife or his uh character on west wing if they were sort of more in a 50 50 range i feel like he was going to eventually have a character who was 85 percent dramatic and it was just going to be the kind of performance where you went oh my god he's been a spectacular actor this entire time and, and the fact that we never got to see that is is just really really sad and, and so that was that was where I was on on Matthew Perry. Well, it's an interesting take um, to talk about those things, because I, I mean, quite frankly, I forgot about um, almost all of them, except for Studio um, Studio 60 was was the, I, I mean, I forgot about I remember go on for some reason. I don't know why, but the other ones I don't remember or I don't I, until you mentioned them. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did remember go on. What was what was the what were what was the who else was in go on? Why do I remember that one? Um, lots of people. Um, lots of people were in Go On. If you were to watch Go On now, you would immediately recognize half of the cast. It was a very, very good cast of people who, you know, Tyler James Williams, who has been an Emmy nominee now for Abbott Elementary, and uh, Julie White, who's a Tony-winning actress, and just bunches of of tremendous. John Cho, I think, was in it. It was a. It was just a great ensemble cast. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, no one watched Mr. Sunshine and it was also not a great show, but it was a show that had lots of very good moments and it was Alice and Janney um, and, right. and Alice and Janney was great in it. Um, Alice and Anders was very, very funny in it. He was excellent in it. And and then, of course, there, you know, there was his his remake of The Odd Couple, which unfortunately right. was not Right. One that I want to single out as being a, a hidden gem. Right. Uh, but Go On is uh, streaming if you if you have access to the Roku channel, uh, which I know lots of people do. Yeah. And it's really worth checking out. It's uh, is, what night yeah. was that on? What night? Why oh, do I? God. Do you <laughs> remember? Because I mean, I, why do I? Why do I remember? Why do I, remember I mean, it was a, it, it was an NBC comedy. So presumably okay. you would have watched whatever other NBC comedies were on at that exact moment and they would have been promoting it. It was one yeah. that they had high hopes for. And, I mean, and was, it, was, did it, not... was it, was it, thir- was it during 30 rock time? Was it during parks and rec time? <sighs> I think it was uh, a little it... bit later than that. Okay. I think, I think right. it was after those might've been gone, but good place. Um, was it good place time? It, I think it very possibly. It okay. Been there you go. Then <laughs> in the same context. <laughs> right. No, well, I'm, sure, I'm <laughs> sure you watched some NBC comedy where right. they <laughs> did try to promote it. Okay. And all right. It, 
It wasn't a good fit. As I, as I said in my appreciation, it, it was the kind of show where if it had been on HBO or, or Showtime, it would have gotten significantly more respect. It, it just mm. wasn't a perfect match with broadcast television at that yeah. moment. And, and yeah, just, just too bad. Um, and, and, and I'm not one of, I know, I know lots of people have, have negative feelings about friends and I completely understand the reasons why yeah. people yeah. choose to dislike the show. I'm, I'm um, one of those, I'm one of those people. To to totally, yeah. totally fair. It has a, it has a lot of things that it has a lot of things that were annoying at the time. It has a lot of things that have become more annoying, but I really, you know, it was a show that started when I was in college. It was a yeah. show that was continuing when I was in grad school. It was a show I watched with with friends in grad school in yep. syndication. 1130 would roll around. We'd all be like, OK, I'm not do I'm not working on another essay. I'm not doing anything else. Let's watch two repeats of Friends. Um, yeah. And yeah. and it, you know, totally comfort food television. And, and it's it, it's not surprising that people feel the affection for it and, and for him also. Of course. No, I mean, just because I'm not a fan of it, uh, you know, I, I, there's no way that you can't acknowledge the cultural impact that the show had and how popular it was and how much people loved it, you know, um, so and loved him on it. So and I think even if you don't like the show, one can acknowledge how good that ensemble was. I don't, I don't think, yeah. you know, even if you think that sometimes the sometimes the comedy was just a wee bit hacky, because of course it was. But mm -hmm. uh, it was it was a show where that ensemble got the most out of everything. And mm -hmm. and yeah. Okay. Well, I just wanted to mention that you wrote a nice piece uh, that people should check out, a critic's appreciation of Matthew Perry. Um, you should check that out. That's at the fine print as well, F-I-E. And I just wanted to make sure that you got that in there because, um, you know, your, your thoughts on it were, uh, it was an interesting and cool take, thoughtful take. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, now, now, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I have uh, Saturday, I don't know why I'm so excited about Saturday because I'm not, like Saturday night, I'm just really excited and I'm not going anywhere. Um, and I'm very excited, be like ridiculously excited, because uh, you I'm, were excited. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Excited. That's right. I was. You're right. You're right. It's Tuesday. I forgot. That's right. It's, it's good. We're going to confusingly not give <laughs> any details at all about this episode that you were so I, excited I, I, about. Sure, by the way, you know what? Saturday night was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. Wow, you're for me. you're more confident you're more confident than I am. Well, all right. Uh, well, at least the early part of the evening was definitely. In my opinion, amazing. The later part was amazing. I guess I, it might be. <laughs> um, but the early part of the of the Saturday night, my Saturday night consisted of well, first uh, I I was saving this. My girlfriend and I are going to watch it, and I am probably going to lose my mind for the entire ninety minutes. It's defending my life. It's about Albert Brooks, who is uh, I don't know my comedy hero, a comedy <laughs> god. He's made seven movies that he's directed. Well, he's been in a bunch, but he wrote and directed seven movies or co-wrote and directed seven movies, five of which I think are five-star masterpieces and two of which I like. Um, I've worshipped the man since uh, the Saturday Night Live, the shorts on Saturday Night Live, all the stand-up appearances, all the appearances that he made on The Tonight Show leading all the way up through his incredible filmography as an actor and as a director. I worship the ground that Albert Brooks walks on. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your as a fan? What are your thoughts on uh, on the Rob Reiner uh, documentary about his friend uh, Albert Brooks? It's such a it's such a funny and sweet thing where I had known that they had gone to school together, um, and 
just sort of forgot about it. And then yeah. basically the entire premise of the documentary is they sit down at a restaurant for 90 minutes and they chat and cool. then lots of, and then lots of clips and then a bunch of A-list actors give little brief whatevers. But, uh, but mostly the documentary is Rob Reiner, Albert Brooks sitting at a table, swapping stories, swapping memories. And it is, it is only 90 minutes and that is, easily the worst part the worst thing about it is is i definitely came away feeling like i would have watched multiple hours of that we yeah. have we have talked in recent years about the four-part judd apatow directed uh, documentary about gary shandling we've yeah. talked about the four-hour documentary that judd apatow co-directed about george carlin yep. uh to my mind if those two get four hours I don't want to necessarily say Albert Brooks gets four hours, but it wouldn't be unreasonable to give him four hours. You could, or you could give him three. I, don't I agree. Know. I think Albert Brooks deserves 25,000 hours, but <laughs> those other two guys are dead. And I think that's why. And Albert Brooks is still here. Well, and that to me though, is why it deserves more time because <laughs> when, because when are you going to get yeah, Albert Brooks I agree. sitting and you know, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll do talk show appearances, whatever. It's not like he's, a recluse, right. but he is, he's, you know, he's in his seventies, whatever. Of course he's, you know, utterly sharp as attack. There's nothing, you know, yeah. no impairment whatsoever. And, yeah, and yeah. at no point does Rob Reiner ask him, so why have you not made a movie since looking for comedy in the Muslim world, which, right. um, you know, which I assume is one of the two movies that you do not think is a, oh, a no, classic. no, 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 oh. I do. I do. You, the, the two wait, that so I which are the two that aren't mother and the muse? Huh. Those are the those are the only and I love Mother and the Muse. I like them, but the other five to me are Stone Cold classics, and I include Looking for Comedy. I love Ooh. that movie. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I I assumed that the Muse and and Looking for Comedy were the two that nope. you weren't counting. So no, Mother and the Muse, those are the two. Huh? But they're and still goddamn you'll... good, and they're still better than ninety percent of the movies that most comedians and filmmakers make. <laughs> and I think you'll come away feeling more warmth towards uh, Mother. Yeah. having watched this documentary because it's because yeah. a lot because a lot of it is Rob Reiner and Albert Brooks talking about Albert Brooks's own relationship with his mother how mm -hmm. it how it was reflected in the movie a lot of it talking about his father I hadn't known all of the details <laughs> about his father yeah. who, um, for people who don't know was a a very successful um, comic force in the early television pre-television radio era who also very conspicuously and famously died on the stage at a Friars Club event. I know, it's um, insane. It's such which, an insane story. Which Albert Brooks tells as a story in totally Albert Brooksian fashion. It is, yeah. it is a great, you know, it's a heartbreaking story, but he, he tells it wonderfully. Um, now, in, in, in addition to, I'm sorry. To, to, sure. So in addition to the tragedy of his father, which is also an unbelievable showbiz story, okay? Uh, he, they, I mean, obviously they talk about his brother. They must, right? They don't, honestly. No, they don't. Um, they don't. Like, they talk, you know, they talk about the family, but they don't talk, they do not talk in depth about Bob and and um, the other brother whose name I'm forgetting. He um, appears in yeah. the documentary. Uh, yeah. But no, they, they don't. And, um, you know, that it's entirely possible. It's relatively speaking too recent and he just didn't want to. You know, didn't want yeah. to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah didn't yeah. want to talk about that, had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, they, they you know, for like people who might not know, Bob Einstein, uh, Bob, Bob Einstein, um, who is his brother? He, lots of people would know him as 
Uh, why am I breaking out his name from Super Kirby Dave. Enthusiasm? Super well, Dave. Super Dave. Oh, yeah. I was going to just say from Kirby Enthusiasm, but people yeah. know him from many, many things. Yeah. Uh, and at some point, God, I'm trying to think of it. Some, someone does someone does a very good impression of him in the documentary. I don't remember if it's Albert or if it's Rob. Uh, but no, it's, it is such a good and likable conversation. And there's so much good footage of, of stuff, you know, like I, I feel like probably the younger generation, the kids as they were, uh, people don't necessarily know the pre-movies Albert Brooks as well as they could. Yeah. And yeah. so watching some of his meta stand-up bits <laughs> of which I'd seen some, but not all like I'd yeah. seen the Albert Brooks as a very bad ventriloquist, uh, of course, yeah, which which is phenomenal. Which, which is of course one of the one of the reasons I like Muslim World. It's because he brings he brings a lot of that stuff that I love into that movie. But but seeing a lot of that stuff and seeing the different shadings of it and seeing just how brilliant some of that stuff really was uh, yeah. is is great. And then being reminded of certain relationships that you might have forgotten. Uh, he and uh, Steven Spielberg being very, very close friends. And Spielberg is, is <laughs> effusive in his praise of Albert Brooks uh, there. It, it's a, And it's a good assortment of people who talk about him and talk about his career. But like in a perfect world, I would want more of almost everything. Still in all, there's time spent on all of his direct writing, directing efforts. Mm. Nothing is left out. Mm. There's time spent on certain key pivotal acting roles so plenty of broadcast news time and and uh james l brooks is there and yeah. etc so yeah. i i enjoyed it i would have happily i would have happily watched another half hour just to get it to two hours and i really would have watched four hours without any hesitation so right. okay so i like that the only complaint is that it's too short that's oh, for I, sure. Yeah, okay. no, it, there's there's no too, too short people. Some people are missing and, and you would have liked for them to have been there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and in some cases, that's people who it's disappointing they weren't there. You know, it would have been nice to have Meryl Streep talking about defending your life. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there are the people who who are no longer with us. And so right. you couldn't have gotten Rip Torn to talk about, but who wouldn't have wanted Rip Torn talking about of defending course. your life? Of course. Yeah. Of so, course. but yeah, that's, that's okay. where my, that's where my problems with it. All right. Okay. Well, I'm, it's uh, Albert Brooks defending my life. Uh, it, uh, it aired, it premiered on Saturday and it will continue to, uh, to stream and so on and so forth air on HBO and, and stream on max. So people can able, will be able to watch it. And the other thing on Saturday night that I, that I watched was Timothy Chalamet hosted SNL. That, that was why my evening was going to be so special. Uh, that was, that was where I thought you were going mostly because I completely forgot that this weekend was actually when, uh, defending my life was coming out. Yes, so, yes. um, I, <laughs> I reviewed two different, uh, documentaries about filmmakers premiering on streaming services a couple weeks later that premiered at the AFI Fest oh. in LA. I did that and the Tyler Perry documentary. Well, when is the Tyler Perry? Is the Tyler Perry documentary I think it's the week, shown? I think it's the week after on Amazon. I think it's the 17th on okay. Amazon or the 18th. And tell, well, tell us about that one then. Sure. Let's segue it's, into that. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's less interesting, honestly. Yeah. It's interesting because it does somewhat gives you give you a sense of Tyler Perry and and 
you know, beyond beyond the way he's been made fun of on Atlanta and on uh, Boondocks everywhere. and yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and in some cases for for truly absolutely utterly deserved reasons. Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and yet at the same time, you can feel as if he is as a director, a talentless hack. Um, that as a person, he has major, major problems. Like, you know, there's no mention whatsoever of his history of being anti-union. And as we are recording this just a couple days ago, he said dumb stuff about the SAG strike. So he, he can't get out of that. You can feel those things. And at the same time, be utterly astounded by the empire that he has built and how improbable, it is, and it just, it's a remarkable thing he has done. And and a lot of that is in the documentary. It tries to contextualize him kind of as a person. It's, it's Maxine's baby is the title. Maxine is his mother. So it's trying to humanize him. There's no question, though, that it is a documentary where he is in full control, even though he did not direct it or produce it. He he knows exactly what he wants to show the filmmakers of him and his personality. And sometimes right. that's a little irksome but if you want to get a sense of why he's impressive i don't think you'll come away having your opinions on again tyler perry as a director or a writer changed i mean i happen to think he is borderline inept as a filmmaker like he does not know where the camera goes and things like that i would i would i would remove the word borderline (laughs) <laughs> I I am acknowledging the fact that he has made a couple movies I have not seen and those could be brilliant. They're not. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's interesting and if and and I think I do think it's if you're curious it, it gives you an insight into the man beyond the punchlines that people make about okay. the man. So Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's on uh, Amazon you said? That's going to be on Amazon and that's going to be 2 weeks from now. Okay. All right. So that's the Tyler Perry doc. Uh, so there you go. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, now, um, I, 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 I want to set this up by mentioning that I've now seen, um, poor things twice, twice, um, twice. And it's not only one of the very best movies of the year, but Emma Stone is unbelievable in it. And I, I love Emma Stone. I love everything she's done. I think she's a great actress, uh, won an Oscar already. Personally, I think they should just give her the Oscar this year. Save everybody the time and trouble. Except the weird, the movie is really twisted and weird, and it might be the only reason why she might not, you know, uh, win is because it's just a really fucked up movie. <laughs> really, but it's great, and it's one of my favorites of the year. I've seen it twice. She's amazing in it, and now I'm even more excited. Well, I'm always excited to see Emma Stone do anything, but from the trailers and now from your review. Uh, I cannot wait, even though I don't have showtime. I'm going to have to <laughs> figure out a way to see this. Tell, tell me all about The Curse, which also features Nathan Fielder, which is an odd coupling. Nathan Fielder. Oh, I thought we were talking about Aloha. I thought that Aloha was available on Showtime On Demand, <laughs> and we were just going to talk about how oh, great Aloha man, was. You are a bastard, aren't you? Wow. <sighs> all oh, right. Aloha. <laughs> Very good. Very, very good. Very that good. That's where I thought you were going. Darn uh, it. Of course. Yeah, no. We'll save the Aloha talk for the end of the year when we talk about the best stuff from years past. 
I was gonna say that's that's kind of a best it's in a, the millennium so it, far. Yeah, that's exactly like well, last no, I time I was on, we talked about the best TV shows of the millennium so far. That's where right. Aloha goes. Yeah, that's where Aloha goes. Well, we'll just well, it's not oddly. I am not speaking of of Aloha. I am I'm <laughs> I was speaking of Poor Things, which is coming out uh, in December, which features a remarkable performance by Emma Stone. And by the way, uh, um, everybody else in it is amazing. Mark Ruffalo, the best, the funniest thing he's ever done. Uh, but anyway. Oh, uh, but Emma that's, Stone, because, that's because you haven't watched all the we have not seen. Haven't watched what? All the we have not seen. Oh, yes, that's right. That's exactly in right. which In which he's very, very funny. Not okay. the least bit intentionally, but... Uh, <laughs> Okay, you don't right. really want to talk about this. You want to talk about the curse? Which the curse, is, uh, yes. Emma Stone, Nathan Fielder, uh, really dark, really twisted. The trailers have been weird and fantastic, and I'm so excited for this. And I understand you've seen it. How many have you seen the whole deal? I have. I've seen the whole thing. Okay. So, uh, so ten episodes. Let's hear about and it. <laughs> it's okay. The first thing that everyone has to know is that it's roughly what you would expect from a TV show created by Benny Softy and Nathan Fielder. Right. Um, so, so you know that it is not going to be a heartwarming, uh, comfortable, big, broad, easy laughs kind of TV show. Um, the Softy brothers do shows that, uh, that basically are designed to raise your blood pressure and raise your anxiety level to dangerous degrees. And, right. Nathan Fielder's television shows, whether Nathan for You or The Rehearsal, uh, do roughly the same. They they are more towards the awkwardness than the anxiety-inducing. And Emma Stone, as a performer, is spectacularly good at choosing projects that accentuate anxiety and awkwardness. Yep. She, she has done a tremendous job her entire career of picking weird, anxious roles and so that's kind of what's notable about about aloha is that it's one of the few things where she where somebody at some point thought that that was her doing a mainstream rom-com the fact that it went off the rails and was not somebody yeah. absolutely thought that was a movie where she was just going to be it was just gonna be a smiley uh happy romantic thing in which she played an asian pilot for some reason um <laughs> right which just not such a not such a great idea camera right. right. uh, so so yeah that's that's what it is and it's it is 10 episodes they are all in the vicinity of an hour the finale is over an hour I think the short there's one episode that might be 38 minutes but mostly it's 50 to 60 minute episodes and they are anxiety inducing the premise of the show is that Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone play a husband and wife who are shooting the pilot for a new HGTV show called Flipanthropy um it is a show in which they see you're see you're getting broad laughter from this already so yeah i can't wait um and and the premise is that that her character of the the premise of philanthropy yes you know show within okay. a show within gotcha. a show premises gotcha. within premises within premises gotcha. uh she is a house designer who does so-called passive houses so basically environmentally conscious houses the premise is that basically she and her husband are kind of gentrifying a uh lower income neighborhood slash community near santa fe and they are utterly self-involved and self-deluded about their progressive ideals 
and the fact that they're in the process of attempting to make a really slick, really bad TV show, which is produced by Benny Softy's character, who, if not literally the devil himself, is potentially devilish. Uh, and so the title refers to the fact that in the opening episode, Nathan Fielder's character has a run-in with a young girl in a parking lot and she puts a curse on him or okay. she says she puts a curse on him. Okay. Does she actually put a curse on him or is the actual curse gentrification is the actual curse white privilege is the actual curse reality television, etc., etc. The answer to all of those questions is yes, all of those things. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and the television show begins to go wrong. Their marriage begins to go wrong. Everything begins to go wrong. And you will cringe for basically 10 hours straight. Uh, sometimes you will pause the cringing in order to squirm. Uh, <laughs> my review referred to this as the squirmiest new show of, of the year. Um, and and I think it is. Uh, the, the question of whether it's funny is something else. Okay. And if you are able to laugh at it there's a lot here that is worth laughing at but you may be too busy hiding your head under a blanket or under a pillow if you're attempting to suffocate yourself or something to that effect <laughs> so you might find it hard to laugh at times you might find it hard to even look at your tv but if you like that kind of thing oh man is there a lot of that here what do you think is what do you think is going to be the response to this i mean um uh <laughs> oh, the, the, resp the response is going to be exactly what the mainstream response has been to the Softy Brothers films. You know, I'd certainly there were, I was kind of amused, actually, by the fact that really and truly, Uncut Gems, it had an audience of people who, who kind of liked it. No. So, yeah, like not yeah. like not just the sort of, oh, it's the Softy Brothers. We're we're film Twitter bros uh, who, of course, would like it. But there there were people who were like, OK, this this was tense stuff. There were also people who appreciated how good uh, Adam Sandler was in it. And I think yeah. people will feel the same way about Emma Stone here. She is she is excellent. And it's absolutely kind of built into the show that they make no sense whatsoever as a couple. And that's kind of part of the premise. Uh, <laughs> and it's also part of the premise that you're never completely sure if Nathan Fielder can act in the same way that you're never completely <laughs> sure if Benny Softy can act. Uh, Benny Softy has made a career out of, uh, well, not just he's made a career largely out of being a writer director, but yeah. he, he pops up in things and, Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's a really likable natural performance kind of thing that isn't exactly a performance. I like how natural he seems. And then other times I don't recognize him and I go, wow, that person who can't act. Oh, it was Benny Softy. Of course it was. So, um, so kind of having those two and having them opposite Oscar winner Emma Stone is, is an intentional yeah. Jarring juxtaposition. And <laughs> it, it largely works. I have reservations about several things in the show, but I think what might be most brilliant or perhaps nefarious about the show is that none of the things that I have reservations about can be discussed ahead of premiere. Oh, so, so, so there are things that I think are, 
are head scratching about the show. Some of them head scratching, potentially good. Some of them head scratching, potentially bad. And I, I look forward to talking with you about where the show goes after you've had the chance to watch. Okay. Because I think, I think it is going to be a fun show to talk about because of the reactions and some people are going to be like, yay, I'm going to watch Emma Stone in a, <laughs> in a, in a TV show. And right. they're going to completely forget that, that she had that Netflix show with Jonah Hill a couple of years ago yeah. that people watched half an episode of and went, Oh my God, it's too weird. I can't yep. watch that. Yep. Guess what? People are absolutely going to do the same thing here. There without any question. There are, <laughs> there are off putting things start to finish. There, there are really just <laughs> many, many off putting things. And so, just brace yourself. It'll be, it'll be very interesting uh, because while this is on Showtime, at some point, Poor Things is going to open in theaters and they're not going to get any relief. Like when they get to Poor Things, it's going to be even crazier. You I know, just th- I get <laughs> I get the feeling, though, that, that Poor Things, at least if nothing else, is going to just be an art house thing. And so that'll be what it is. And, yeah. and it, it isn't yeah. going to go to the multiplexes. So people well, will know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think Searchlight is actually going to give it a big, <laughs> give it like a big release. Um, I don't know. I've seen it. Like I said, I've seen it twice and I'm fresh from seeing, I saw it again yesterday and, um, for the second time. Uh, and I loved it even more the second time, but it's batshit crazy and it's weird. I mean, really disturbingly like weird. And Emma Stone's performance is, uh, fearless and crazy and like naked on every possible level not just you know symbolically but in every other and that's the thing that i think is going to end up being funny about about that one is that there is going to be a small demographic of people who are going to hear people saying "Ooh, emma stone lots and lots of sexy time and they're going to be like let's go watch that (laughs) yeah Um, and, and let me tell you in advance, the person who shows the most, most flesh in the curse, and this is your warning is Nathan Fielder and not Emma Stone. (laughs) So adjust those expectations accordingly. Oh man. Okay. Well, see to me, that sounds like must watch. That sounds like must watch. No, I I think, I think some people are going to love it. I think other people are going to watch five minutes and be like, this isn't funny. What is it? Yeah. Then maybe like 45 minutes and be like, I don't know what it is. And then look, <laughs> it, is, it is a lot. There is no question. And I do not recommend watching 10 episodes of it in two days, which is what I did. Oh man. Um, I, I recommend watching it on a weekly basis and just letting it, you know, letting yeah. the cringe take you for an hour. But right, uh, right, right. But ten hours of it in two days <laughs> was a lot. Okay. All right. Well, luckily we don't have to do that for our jobs. We can nope. take our we nope. can take time between it. Okay. Well, the, the curse, which uh, it's a Tuesday. Has this has this aired already? Yes, this okay. aired two days ago. I think also because Showtime does weird things with on demand, it may have even been available on Showtime on ah. demand three days ago, possibly. Okay. And Showtime has a partnership with Paramount Plus, correct? They do, and I'm not really sure if it's at this point automatic if you get the premium level of Paramount Plus that you get premium plus with Showtime yeah. or not. I'm at this point I'm so okay. confused by how anyone I am too, is running because their I, streaming services. Because I have Paramount Plus and I watch Paramount Plus uh, from time to time. But, but have you attempted have to Showtime. watch anything from Oh but have you have attempted not, to watch anything from Showtime? Uh, no, I this would be the this would actually be the first thing that I would try to watch from Showtime. So hmm. um 
Yeah, we'll see what I happens. I mean, sh- Showtime is having a, a, a fairly decent uh, moment. Lots of lots of people liked Fellow Travelers. Uh, I thought it was decent, but it, it got a pretty solid set of reviews, especially mm-hmm. for the acting. So, you know, pretty, pretty decent little one-two punch in the middle of a great television slowdown for okay. them. All right. All right. Well, The Curse, uh, it started uh, a couple of days ago. It's on uh, Showtime. And uh, if you have that, uh, the, that Paramount Plus package, you can watch it there, too. Emma Stone uh, and Nathan Fielder and uh, cringy. Very cringy. Very um, cringy. Okay. Speaking of Paramount Plus, let's close with this. Colin from Accounts, which is an Australian import that's available on Paramount Plus. Um, and uh, you actually like this, right? <laughs> you sound surprised. I often no. like things, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, when I heard the description of it, I was like, "Wow, well, maybe this, this could this could be this could go either way." Okay, it's a it's a tough show to describe, but I can also take a step back and go, "Surely you liked Harriet Dyer on uh, American Auto, right?" Yeah, I loved. I lo- By the way, I'm so sad that that show has been canceled. I think well, okay, I'm the only so person. He- so uh, and also, is, by the way, by the by the way, as you know, I'm the only person in the world who's very upset about Fox's decision uh, to cancel. Uh, 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 now, Jesus Christ, I forgot the name of it with uh, Sean Sean William Scott. And, you're uh, so upset that you've forgotten its I name. Forgot, Where, uh, <laughs> what the hell's the name of the show? Why am I forgetting it? Welcome, welcome to, to, to welcome to Flash. Welcome to Flash. Yes, I love that show, and it's gone. And it's canceled because I was the only indeed, person watching it. I literally for what it's worth, person. I am also disappointed about American Auto. I I am not disappointed I loved about that Welcome show. To Flash. Well, yeah, okay, no, I so. loved American Auto. I thought that show was great. Was and surely funny. you thought that Harriet Dyer was adorable on it. I so, did. Yes. So okay. So now, so now you have a reason to feel like Colin from Accounts might work because she is okay. both the star and the co-creator. Awesome. Um, she and her husband uh, Patrick Bramel. Uh, who um, is also apparently fairly successful in Australia. I do not know him as well, but apparently in Australia, he's very successful. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so the premise, and this is another one that's very difficult to uh, sell people on, is that it is about a couple who meet when in the process of their flirtation, uh, he runs over a dog. And <laughs> and that is the nature of their meet cute is she flashes him, he hits a dog, they fall in love. So um, you've been warned. I will add very quickly, the dog is relatively okay. The dog is not entirely okay and does spend the entire TV show wandering around with a little set of wheels uh, behind him. Uh, but it's... The, the dog is is adorably damaged for life, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but yes, they so they meet each other, and they basically nearly kill a dog, and they don't know what to do with the dog because the dog doesn't have tags or anything. And so basically, either they have to take care of the dog, which neither one of them is prepared to do solo, or the dog's going to be put to sleep, which makes them feel guilty. So they kind of co-raise the dog love blooms but there are also complications because he's in his mid to upper 40s and she's in her upper 20s so there are age differences and things are complicated it's a really likable show once you get over the whole dog endangerment that starts the entire show thing um and the title does refer to the name that they give to this little dog they nearly kill so cute um <laughs> but yeah it's it, it they are very very charming together they're really just so likable together and they uh 
and and they flirt nicely and there's a good romantic tension uh, slash comic energy between them and the ensemble is really very good it's it's a cast of entirely australian actors who for the most part i've only seen in passing if at all mm-hmm. uh but yeah i i chuckled at it i i found some parts of it were handled very deftly and um, unlike uh, the curse, it's it's only it's thirty minute episodes. There are eight of them, uh, and other than some embarrassment, it is it is not mortifying. Whereas the curse <laughs> is, it's just a little bit awkward and squirmy okay. at times. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I'm, I mostly liked Colin from Accounts, and it's you know it's just a good solid rom com if that is the kind of thing that amuses okay. you. All right, great. And that's uh, that's available now on uh, Paramount Plus. Indeed. Okay, excellent. What are we looking forward to, uh, Dan? That we can talk about the next seven, a couple of weeks. Next there's a lot of good. To. There's a lot of good stuff. Next time, uh, next time I'm around, I think we should definitely be able to talk about the the Godzilla series Monarch with uh, Kurt Russell. I am right. looking forward to watching that. Right. I'm looking forward to watching the animated take on Scott Pilgrim. I, I think that that ought to be entertaining. I like mm-hmm. the comic. I thought the movie was decent. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be worthwhile. Um, new season of Fargo coming in yes. a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, I've seen, I, I cannot tell you specific details, but I've seen it. And it is, um, I think for people who thought that the last season maybe tried to do too many things, this feels much more comfortingly Fargo. So mm, okay. um, my favorite it, season, my favorite season was the Carrie Coon. Uh, okay. Um, I, so I'm going to <laughs> that was that was not my favorite that was okay. probably my third favorite i think okay. i think i go two one three four okay uh, but the, the cast is great it's a, you know it's a wonderful role for juno temple it's a really good role for uh for john ham mm-hmm. so yeah we should be able to talk about that awesome. and then there's just other good stuff that uh that is coming there's new season of the crown coming uh, I'm looking forward at some point to watching A Murder at the End of the World with Emma Corrin uh, mm-hmm. from the same people who were behind the OA. Really, there's a lot of TV lot of for that whole there's no TV thing. Right. And 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 then now there will be more TV because the strike is over. So uh, that's, that's good. Very, very good. And uh, get Hollywood back up on its feet and running again. And uh, and uh, and also as we as we uh, as we are, are, are taping this, there's uh there's only one episode of that of the worst season of Big Brother ever left. <sighs> it, it nothing nothing I have heard about the, the month the, and a half that I haven't watched worst, has given Dan, any impression that I missed Dan, anything. Worst season ever. I'm not kidding. Worst season ever. And yet, if a new season premieres in January, you're going to be so it. excited for it. I will watch it. Yes, <laughs> I will because I'm an idiot. All right, we've already established that. We knew that. <laughs> All right, Dan, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Dan Feinberg at The Fine Print, F-I-E-N, and The Hollywood Reporter. We'll talk to you next time, okay, Dan? Till the next time, Nick. All right, buddy, take care. Dan Feinberg, everybody, he's the best. You know who else is the best? Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda, yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esma, I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda, yeah, yeah, Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah, get yourself some
We all know what that means. That lovely theme by the crazy Jason Skaggs uh, means that it's time to talk to Esmeralda Leon and say hello to her. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you today on this fine day of days? I am great on this fine day of days. <laughs> oh, good. Have you acclimated back <laughs> to the real world after being in uh, New Orleans? <laughs> yes. Okay. No, that was, I was very happy to come back. Yeah. There's just sometimes when you travel, it's like you're not comfortable because it's not your you know you're in a different place completely right so it, it felt nice to just be just to be at home <laughs> yeah and and um and, and new orleans can actually take a lot out of you you know uh if you're there yeah for a while. it's yeah. a lot because it's a lot of thinking like okay well where are we gonna eat now what are we gonna do yeah. this what are yeah. we gonna do here i'm just here I'm hungry. I'll go into the I'll go into the kitchen and figure something out. Exactly, else. exactly. You don't have to walk down the street where people are, let's have a parade for no reason. You know, like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many parades I just got yeah. caught up in. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to walk down the street and go, let's go to this graveyard. You know, you don't have to do that. That's uh, <laughs> so. Uh, well, welcome back anyway. And uh, are you getting ready for Thanksgiving? Do you like Thanksgiving, Esmeralda? Um, I like Thanksgiving. Yeah. We don't usually do a typical one. Because mm -hmm. my parents don't like turkey. So we'll do something else. But we do all the sides and all that. That's cool. Yeah. So it's I'm fun. I'm looking forward to it. I like Thanksgiving. It's uh, one of the few. I'm not, it's one of the few holidays where I'm not a grumpus. It, I, I kind of like it. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah. And I'm not a big holidays guy. Like the holiday season. Mm -hmm. If we could go from like, you know, the end of November to the middle of January, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <I'd be talking laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, but um so uh, all that's coming up, and uh, and uh, uh oh, wait, hold up, wait a minute. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and oh. I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie, how you doing? Oh, hi, Carrie. Hi, I'm hi. Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. She's wearing an I Heart Turkeys T-shirt. So. Uh, oh. So no, what is that? Well, see, that can go two different ways. Okay. She can love them alive, and not uh -huh. eaten. Oh, yes. Or she likes them cooked. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Oh, she just turned around. She's like, I eat them. All right, so she's oh, it, her, okay, her, her, okay. I thought she was going to turn around. Her T-shirt was going to say PETA or something, but it didn't, so it's right. okay. It's all right. It's safe. <laughs> you ever have the tofurkey or the, or the tofu turkey, that kind of stuff? Mm, I've never had tofurkey. I've had, like, I've had the beef, the fake beef. The fake, you know, tofu, Beyond yeah. Burgers. Yeah, yeah. I've had, um, I forget what it is, but it's like crumbled up stuff, mm -hmm. and it's like soy or something. And it, if you season it properly, it essentially tastes like taco meat. <laughs> it does. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, and I and you've had it, right? So it's it's, you know, like you go, oh yeah, that kind of tastes okay. That tastes pretty good. But man, you the me the the immediate time i taste it i mean i know immediately it's not actual meat you know what i mean it might be good it um, might kind of it might be an okay simulation but i immediately i'm like no nope, that's not fucking meat you know well, what i mean with the beyond when i had the beyond burger once i if someone told me that was beef i would i'd be like that's beef yep. yeah but remember, other things i you can tell yeah and i don't know about turkey because there's like a texture to meat there is meat, meat. yeah like whole pieces of meat like that yeah. That would be probably just different. E even visually, you can go. Well, that's not. You know, you can tell immediately. Right. It's got a. It's got a look to it. It's all. It's um, funny. It's funny because maybe stuff that's like ground up is not. 
maybe our maybe maybe our special guest, who's very good friends with my uh, my my previous radio producer, Mr. Tom Hush. Um, you know our guest mm-hmm. who's coming up. He's coming straight from his uh, his he'll be straight in from his uh, his submarine. You know from from Britain. Yeah. Slap Slap Slapley's going to join us for another round of Slap Slapley's eighties nineties trivia madness. Um, Do you think and- he loves? Tofurky. Uh, he, I, I guess he can actually. Maybe he can call Tom and like you know, like on his uh, on his special British phone. <laughs> I don't even know what. Because <laughs> no that's what they have the special British phones. <laughs> <laughs> and They're ask him, ones. ask him if he remembers if Tom remembers the time, uh, the couple of times that we did do a taste test in the studio back at the car wash, where mm-hmm. I tried the fake meat against real meat, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I like nailed it every single time we did it. But that's uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe Slap will remember maybe Slap will remember that if he talks to Tom maybe he can he maybe he can he talk might to have Tom been now. listening that night he might yeah he might be listening now <laughs> and knows and then so I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. but anyway maybe um, yeah so we did the taste test a couple of times on my show over the years and I remember the last couple of times we did it was when Tom was my producer um, oh. or uh, Slap Slapley's good friend Tom. Right. So, yes. Isn't it his family? Uh, well, we'll have to get into that, how that worked out. But I think maybe through <laughs> maybe through marriage. Maybe through marriage. Maybe. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. Huh. Slap's got a very, very complicated family tree. So uh, it will. Right. Uh, yeah. He's all of our family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, speaking of family, my dad's going to bust through the back door a little bit later on and tell his oh, joke, as nice. he always does on Tuesdays. So all of that stuff is coming up. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving as we get it. A week closer. My girlfriend uh, is throwing a huge, like, open house party for her. She lives in a, in a big, big co-op building. So mm-hmm. she's invited a whole bunch of people from the building and a bunch of, like, friends and stuff. And she's expecting, like, 45, 50 people to show up. Oh, my and God. For so, a, Wait, 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 wait. For a dinner? For a how? Yeah. Well, no. She's got hors d'oeuvres. Or is it? Uh, hors d'oeuvres okay. and, and, and okay. stuff. I mean, she's doing it all, you know. And it's a like, get together. It's a holiday. It's the day. It's the night after Thanksgiving, and like I'm helping her get a tree, and we're gonna decorate the. This is stuff I don't do, Esmeralda, and I'm doing all of it. <laughs> trees, decorate trees. I, no, I don't do that shit. I haven't done. I literally haven't decorated a a, a, a Christmas tree in probably 13 years. I'm not. Okay. I'm not kidding. Well, it's so, okay. It's like riding a bike. No. <laughs> right, but but I'm helping like set this up, and there's a holiday party, and she's all into that kind of shit, and I'm not. Yeah. So I'm gonna, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be bah humbugging. I'm gonna help her out, but so that week, like next week leading up to it, it's all gonna be prepped for this big party that she's having, and yeah. um, you know, so she got, she just got a That's new a job, you know, she just got a new job, and everything is cool and all that stuff. So we're gonna have a, a nice get together, and I don't normally do that shit, but she's got like people coming in from the building, in and out. It's gonna be nuts. So Goodness party time, gracious. party well, time. Her. I will tell you this: if I still drank, I'd be drinking that night. Let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's a good thing to t- it's a good thing to throw on Julie. Hey Julie, let me just tell you something right now. You're real close to knocking I me off the wagon. Wasted. <laughs> I'd be just wasted. so you know. I'd be flipping over tables and taking a shit on the on, right under the tree. So that wouldn't be good. But uh, oh, right. and I'm not gonna. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not gonna because I love you and I'm not gonna do that to you. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Hi, yeah. I'm Carrie Russell. Yeah, Carrie was invited. I love Nick's show. Yeah, she can't make it, unfortunately. So uh, she's right. Well, it's not on the porch. So no, that's, <laughs> it's not that's there. Right. I told Julie, I was like, it. why don't you just have the party on my back porch? And, and she's like, that's not going to work out for all the people that live in my building on the south side. So that's not well, going to work. Sorry, so, Carrie. All right. Anyway, uh, as we get closer to Thanksgiving, things get busy. But I wonder uh, how Thanksgiving is celebrated on the sub uh, submarine. Oh, wait, let's try. Let's see. Let's find out. 
Hi, Slap. Uh, whenever you hear that tune, you are summoned and you immediately magically trans, transfo- transpose into another place. Hi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. How yes. is everyone? Well, yes. pr- pr- preparing for the holidays, <laughs> Slap. Now, uh, we know that you live on the, on the submarine and you're hanging out and you've spent many, many years across the pond. How does one mm. in your family and, and, and in your world celebrate the wonderful American holiday of Thanksgiving? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you, Nick. For the longest time, we didn't. Um, mm. But but then, in fact, I was actually at the first Thanksgiving. Oh, you! Oh, you oh, were! Wow. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Holy moly! I hitched a ride on the Mayflower with my pals, with my chums, my mates, Uh and um, started to settle this brand new place called America. Wow. And and I I thought it was a bit dull, really. Right. A bit bit trite, you know, if you will. Um, So I said, I said, we should probably have a big, you know, well-to-do. Yeah. uh, Do something. Mm And... And I met all these very nice uh, Native American people, and they had this uh, very strange sort of conical uh, uh, vegetable. Uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, a conical, ve- conical. vegetable. What? Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's corn. About a corn. Are you talking about corn? Yeah, a corn. A corn. Uh, corn. Yes, corn. 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 Oh, okay. Yes. May- or as um, they call it, maize. Yes, maize. Maize. Maze. Very good. How are you, Esmeralda? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, oh, wonderful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So anyway, we get all this maze business. Right. And I, and, and, and we decide, well, we need to have a bit of meat with this. And, and we decide to just kind of go frolic about in the woods as, as Brits are, are wont to do. And we came across this great big bloody bird. Yeah. And, and, and it just made the most ridiculous sound it was wow yeah i i know it was it was purely alien to all of us and um so naturally we decided to shoot it right because that's what you wait let's see did it sound like this oh yes yes do you have one with you i do yeah i have one sitting next you know what carrie carrie russell who lives on my back porch she has a pet she has a pet turkey i don't know if you know Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke on that bird. Yeah. She's eating it. That's right, because we are gonna cook. We are gonna cook the fuck out of that thing. So I don't know if she knows that or not. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a great idea. A, a bit dry though. I didn't yeah. find it to be very succulent. Mm, yeah. But you know, we we did the best with it. Had mm-hmm. a bit of a party. Had a few had a few cocktails. And yeah. um, you know, we realized that we had kind of invented something, so we uh, just oh. kind of went along with it for a while. Okay. And then I, I went back home to England and mm-hmm. uh, kind of left everyone to their own devices. And then I didn't celebrate it for a long time. It just mm-hmm. felt a little bit uh, passe. After you've done the first one, it's like, oh, sure. really? Sure. What, what, what are you going to do to top that? And then uh, luckily... Me and uh, one night in like 1973, it was me and the members of King Crimson all got together, <laughs> and we we smoked a lot of dope. No, you know, little, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. We we, yeah. we we flipped a lid. You know, yeah, you flipped a lid. Okay, flipped a lid, and then yeah. we. I remembered. I was like, oh. 
oh, mates, we should probably go and kill and eat a bird in right. thanks for our friendship. And right. Um, so did so you? Did, you have, did, did, did yeah? Go ahead. Do they have turkeys in England? Um, not not so much. More <laughs> pheasants, you know, just kind of pheasants. Ah, we we do the best yeah. that we can. Right um, now, did you? So did you and did you and Adrian Ballou just you know decide let's go out and fucking kill the turkey? Is that was that? What oh happened? yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of the idea. Um, <laughs> we went and killed a pheasant with his Mercedes Benz. Um, because oh. I mean we don't. There's no guns no. in the United Kingdom. No, there's not. Right. right. Exactly. No, there's no a, guns. You have to use a, a Mercedes Benz to go hunting. Yeah. that's what they. Yeah, yeah it's I, actually. I, uh, yeah. You know, many hunters now in the Cotswolds will just run over pheasants with their Mercedes Benz, and that's how you so you get your pheasant. But uh, after that, now, yeah, it, that I, I didn't know. I don't know if you know years. this or not, but but uh, Janis Joplin's song is about hunting. Oh Lord, won't you buy me that a Mercedes Benz? That's actually about her I wanting to go hunting. Yeah. Believe it or not, before she drank herself to death, yeah. um, we we actually did uh, go out pheasant hunting, and that's oh, how you she learned about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. But now, right. but now every year, me and the surviving members of King Crimson all get together, right? And we uh, ha we go pheasant hunting with a fleet of Mercedes wow. Benz. I I don't know oh, if you're isn't that aware. Lovely? I don't know if you and the surviving members of of King Crimson are aware of this, but you know you should stop by the music box because next week they're doing they're playing a documentary about King Crimson. I don't know if you knew that or not, oh. Slab. But oh are. yeah, oh no, uh, you'll oh. you'll see me in the background, <laughs> usually like rolling up a bunch of uh, doobs, of marijuana of cigarettes. Y yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Flipping uh, your lid. You're, you're flipping yeah, your lid. In the, yeah. You know, I was there for all of it, and I'm still there. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you yeah. know, uh, three of a perfect pair. Great, great album. Great record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I, uh, I'm a big fan of King Crimson. You probably will see me at that night at the Music Box. <laughs> so. Oh, that wonderful. You know, yeah. I, I might need a ride because the sub's in the shop right now. Oh, what happened to the sub? Well, uh, it's... Let me just put it this way: it okay. was it was me, Joni Mitchell, and oh um, a bunch of the January Sixth rioters, <laughs> and you know, just politically but, uh, across the spectrum. Just well, that's a, just that's interesting. You may not want to may not want to uh, give any names. Oh no, 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 no! They no. haven't well, gotten caught yet. How did? Yeah, how did? No. Look, can I ask you a question, Slam? How did Joni yeah. Mitchell? How did Joni Mitchell feel about, about parting with January sixth riders? I'm pretty familiar with Joni Mitchell's uh, uh, politics. I, uh, well, I, I'm just curious. I'll, I'll be as, completely <laughs> honest. It was a little bit of of a, of a ruse by my yeah. design. I thought I personally thought I could maybe bridge the gap between yeah. the political extremes right. of Joni Mitchell and the January Six rioters. And um, mm. long story short, I couldn't. So now the subs oh. in the shop. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Oh, oh I okay. See that. Yeah. 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 So um, right. I, I'll probably I will probably be canceling my next one, my next sort of ruse shindig yeah. dinner 
that yeah. was going to be between Tucker Carlson and yeah. and Sam Cedar. Oh. Like, I, I mean, we were going to have a Cedar dinner, f- you know, oh, yeah. for, for something. Work but out. That, yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't. That's not no. going to work out. Okay. Uh, hey, can I ask you something, Slap? I know that you or people know this, that you're very close friends with Tom Hush, who is the executive producer of the Steve Cochran Morning Show that you can hear weekdays from 5.30 to 9 a.m. on WLS AM, The Big 89. And you can hear me every other Friday visiting and hanging out and reviewing movies and stuff. But you, they, Tom is the executive producer of that terrific uh, radio show. Uh, do, have you ever talked to Tom about the time that uh, he produced my show and we had a test between uh, uh, fake uh, meat and real meat? Did, does, has Tom ever told you if he remembers that at all? Uh, yes, we've talked oh. about it often because okay. he still, it's to this day, he tries to feed me impossible sliders, you know, from White oh, Castle. There it just is. Just like right. he gave you. <laughs> right. And he, and, he, and he thinks he's pulling the wool over my eyes and, right. and he just right. is not. It's that's not That's what working. it was. I'm, I'm glad that yeah. you talked to Tom about this because that's what it was, Esmeralda. Uh, mm. uh, Tom brought in impossible sliders. From White Castle. Remember when they had the, you know, okay. the, I think they yeah. still have them on the menu. And and yeah. it was like, which one is the, can you tell the difference between the impossible sliders and the real sliders? And, and wh- I mean, I think it took me a millisecond to, to like, oh, no, that's not real. <laughs> that's not real. Yeah, slider. you were very, very good. He he yeah. did say that. Uh, and okay. I, I, But I've told him he needs to kind of like just just stop talking about it because I, I know he's a very sad and lonely man and and the his Thomas? wife sits at, yeah, yeah his wife sits at home begging for him to get a hobby um but uh <laughs> i yeah, was gonna say he's, just a, leave he, it. he's got a very lovely wife his wife lauren is lovely oh she's, she's a phenomenal i mean talk about out kicking your coverage i mean yeah. truly. <laughs> it is it's unbelievable she's a She's she's a PhD of psychology. Yeah. She's incredibly smart. She's whip smart. She's yeah. beautiful. She is yep. movie star beautiful. Yeah. And there we she have is. No ha- idea hanging... why she's with Tom. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he'll be sitting there and he'll say, "Darling, let's watch Dune again." And she just kind of looks at him with this listless expression, wishing that maybe Who she had her? married that Christian rock drummer from high school. Uh, it's a... <laughs> I'd say bless her heart yeah. that she has Truly, to deal with no. Tom 24 I, hours a day. A, a I, I, she's a saint. And I will say this on a personal level. That's exactly what's going on with the girlfriend that I have with Julie. Because there are times when she'll just look yeah. at me and go, what the fuck am I doing with this guy? Well, Seriously, uh, just, what? Uh, as a piece of advice, Nick, just yeah. leave Waterworld out of it. Just, just <laughs> yeah. shelve it. Right, I got divorced it's because of Waterworld. So well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So maybe, wow. maybe <laughs> I just, think you know, actually, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think Julie actually likes Waterworld. I think that's one of the reasons oh, why well, we've, then. we've oh, been boy. getting along. I'm almost. I think she did. I will say this. I, you know, during the during the the, uh, the Halloween season, you know, Julie, uh, my, my my girlfriend, is not a big horror fan, but she started watching horror movies. She had never seen Halloween up until two weeks ago. The movie, the original, wow, had mm. never seen it and was like, "Holy shit, was that good?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. good, well, good thing," because otherwise I mean, we would have broke up. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Nick, I think uh, she's a keeper. I've said it. I've said it yeah. once. I've said it a million times. She's a yeah, keeper. I agree. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you for uh, for clearing that up about the impossible. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Slap, we also had my my good friend who is now a regular on this podcast, Marnie Sure, who will be on next week. Ah, yes. I Lovely think we had Marnie. her in with fake with some impossible stuff that we taste tested as well. Yep, I bel- that might have been one in the same incident. You know, Could the way been. Tom tells it over his drunken <laughs> stupor 
Uh, it, the details get a little bit, you know, wishy-washy, wibbly-wobbly, yeah. tiny-winy. I know, I know. I see the guy, but, I see the guy uh, on Friday regularly, so I know. I understand yeah, he's a miserable on. bastard. I mean, truly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He, I mean, therapy, mate. It, it's existed for, like, a century and a half. Just right. figure it right. out. And you knew Freud, didn't you? At, at one yeah, point, me like, and Freud. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I yeah. remember when he told me about the whole penis envy thing. I was like, oh, I think you might be onto something, mate. Uh, you really might. The way yeah. men look yeah. at me with my <laughs> lap hog, you know. With your lap hog? Your lap hog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, right. I'm, I'll tell you what. Uh, Nick, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. It's... Wow, I'm Esmeralda, is that, that. Wow, you interested, Esmeralda? Does that sound curious? That's, Are you curious about that, or it's more? No. I feel like you should maybe be in like a, a museum of some sort. <laughs> well, there is a penis museum or a study, maybe like a, some yeah. kind of study. I yeah. mean, honestly, I might have a disorder, but we'll we'll cross <laughs> okay. that bridge when we come well, to we'll it. We cross it's... that bridge. We have to actually get to our to our, to our trivia. Oh game. yes, yeah, of course, we do have a trivia. So game to let's play. do that. It's Slap Slap Lee's '80s '90s trivia madness, uh, and uh, it's it's it pits Esmeralda and and myself against each other in uh, in a heated battle of '80s and '90s trivia. And the winner will win eighty cabillion cachillion dollars. And there's Ooh. a car outside. Man, who's in the car? Who? Who's, who? I can't even know who passed away recently. Uh, uh, didn't somebody pass away? Who passed away recently? I can't remember. Michael that. Stipe's career. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> but but I, let's go with. The, did we say Suzanne Summers last time? Was that who it was? We ha- yeah, I believe she did do was the it? last one. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe well, let's. I think she round. was. It was a double feature. Okay. Oh God. You know yeah. who's out there? I don't know why, but Alfred Hitchcock's outside. So we're gonna fuck around. Oh, um, Alfred Hitchcock's just, you know, gonna give decided. us a ride. Oh, Hitch. decided to show oh, up. Hitch. And I know he's an old friend of yours. He's out there, and there are like 150 birds on the car outside. So we're gonna have to. You know, there's gonna be bird shit everywhere. So. Uh, we'll be, yeah. But anyway, That's, we'll get yeah, like a killion, the turtle wax. a killion dollars. Uh, yes, luckily at game shows, you get turtle wax as a prize. So that go yeah, along with it. sponsor. That's right. Hey, I do need sponsors on the podcast. Turtle wax, you interested? Come on now. All right. So anyway, uh, so anyway, so we've got some trivia here. And it's uh, it's music. M- I'm sorry. Movies, music, TV, sports, and then miscellany Laney, right? Yes. Miscellany Laney. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Esmeralda, are you ready f- to battle in Slap Slap Lee's 80s, 90s Trivia Madness? I am ready. All right, here we go. All right, Slap, whenever you are ready to do it, do it, man. All right, very ready. Esmeralda, ladies first, as always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get the first question, and your category is film, cinema. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, your question who plays Josiah Doc Skurlock in Young Guns? Who plays Josiah Doc Skurlock in Young Guns? Is this it is multiple, choice? multiple choice? What it is not multiple it's choice. Not oh, multiple shit. choice? No. Um, what was the name That's again? A tough one. Give me the name. Uh, the name of the character is Josiah Doc Skurlock. Oh. Uh. Um, oh shit! What's his there's name? A, there's a um, lot of Brat Brat Packers to choose from. I, I you know what the I mean. The guy from Twenty Four. Who's that guy? Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. I'll give her the layup on that one. Kiefer Sutherland is correct. Wow! I would have. I did. <laughs> Look yeah, at you. I would, 
Wow. I will accept wow. the guy yeah. from 24. <laughs> I'll accept the guy from 24. All right. Very good, Esmeralda. Oh, I would never. I would damn good for you. Are you a fan of Young Never Guns? Seen it. Never seen it. <laughs> oh, that's even more impressive. That's fucking fantastic. I just know, like, I know people are in it. Like, Lou Diamond Phillips is in it. Right, Emilio Estevez, Estevez and uh, and then I just assumed isn't for selling. Okay, yes, it. it's a good assumption. Isn't Dermot Mulroney McDillon McDermott one of those fuckers in it? Look, Mulroney McDillon. In that one, it Dermot McMurray McDermott. You've named like three people. <laughs> I don't know. He, and they okay. all were in it. No. I think it, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, if I had to like to, to I think it's Dermot Mulroney. I'm almost positive that of he the. He is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I knew all it, right. it, it was Charlie either Dermot. Okay, and Charlie Sheen. Right. Okay. All right. Oh right. man, good job, Esmeralda. That's I, I wouldn't have yeah. gotten that. Woo! I definitely would not I have gotten. Not, that. I was gonna say Emilio Estevez, and then I went. Yeah. But. Let's uh, let's get let's throw another one out there. Good job, man. That was good. <laughs> that was really good. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So I'm next, right, uh, Slab? Yes, you are next, uh, Nick. And yes. uh, your category is music. Oh, uh, let's see. Music. All right. All right. All right. What band released the song "Epic" on Ooh. the album "The Real Thing" in 1990? Now, is this oh. multiple choice? Not multiple choice. Oh, okay. No. It it would be Faith No More. That is correct. Very I, good. Yeah. I love that band. That's one of my favorite bands. That's one of, yeah. That means I got it right, by the way. Uh, slap. I know you love those songs. Oh, no. I, I know. I know. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Faith No More, man. I love that band. I love that band. I've told the story. I won't tell it now about the, the, the chair incident, uh, the chairs incident at, at Aragon Ballroom when I saw those guys uh, with helmet opening. It was unbelievable. Let's just say a whole bunch of chairs got passed over each other's head and piled on top of the stage. And I'd never seen anything. Why do you? I love how you just have more than one chair story. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the Brian Adams Hooters? Yeah, Yeah, you have. Yeah, you got that one. You got this one. Yeah, a lot of your life revolves around. It it certainly does. Yeah, because I like to sit in them, and I watch a lot of wrestling, so that probably has something to do with Mm. it. Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Faith No More, great album, by the way. Epic. Uh, that's a great song, and uh, yeah, great album. Okay, uh, okay, we're tied at one, right, Slap? That's correct, oh, one to God. one. And God, now the right. ball is in Esmeralda's court. Esmeralda, it's in your court, the court of okay. public opinion, <laughs> or the court of the Crimson King. You see how yeah, I brought it yeah, back? Well, you see it. how oh, I do the? Wow. I do the? Yeah, I don't fuck around. You know, I somebody get, yeah. get me a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's happening right now. I have no clue. All right. It's a, so it's a, it's a TV right. question for, for Esmeralda? Yes. Television, telly, the boob tube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Your question, Esmeralda. Yeah. <laughs> who who played Michael Knight on Knight Rider? Mm. Oh, who played shit. Michael Knight? Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking of somebody else. Okay. Well, um, it was uh, oh, mm, Hold on. Germany. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, okay. David Hasselhoff. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Germany. Uh, wait. David Hasselhoff. Germany, David Hasselhoff. Well, the Berlin Wall. That's honest to God. That's the first thing I think of when I hear about the Berlin. When the people, the Berlin Wall fell down. The yeah. first thing I think of is Hasselhoff. I'm not kidding. That's the Hasselhoff. first thing. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Wait, wait now, I'm curious. What were you when you stopped yourself and went, "Oh, what were you thinking of before Hasselhoff?" Oh, um, who's the guy? He was in that show about being an angel. About being oh Michael Landon, 
Yes. I don't oh, know you, why. You, you were thinking Michael Landon. I have no clue why he came into my brain and then went, wait, 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 wait. I don't oh, know why. No, that's, what the hell's the name of that song? Heaven Village? Oh, shit. The seventh Heaven? Seven, no, not Seventh Heaven. No, um, no he was in a show, right? Where yeah, he, he was, no, he was an angel. angel. And it was like something Heaven. It was Michael Landon and it was, I don't know. I didn't watch that shit. Uh, it was like, um, oh, boy, Heaven. heaven. I, I'm in Heaven. <laughs> Go to Heaven. Fuck off Heaven. Something, uh, he I was in, um, but he was in. Um, what else was he in? Was he in those? Little oh, Little House, Prairie? Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 House yeah okay. Oh, the TV show. Yeah, it was a huge TV show. Uh, Heaven, what the fuck was the name of that show? Um, uh, Michael Landon. Damn it! Now it's gonna make me crazy. Uh, we do hey, have a game to play uh, here. Highway, highway, highway to heaven. heaven. Highway to heaven. Well, that made sense because yeah. it highway. You know, night, ring, night, car, the car, all that stuff. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. It was more the name, Michael I Knight. It. I don't know why. I immediately okay. thought Michael Landon, but I couldn't okay. remember his name. Okay. All right. Slap's getting irritated, so we have to move on. Uh, hi, Slap. <laughs> I've got I've got a ham in the oven. All oh. Right? Just, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now that's not a euphemism for anything, right? I mean, I gotta, you know, I mean that's actually. A real I mean, ham. yes and no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's a busy guy. <laughs> I've got a lot of things. Yeah, I've got I, a lot of things cooking at once. Flipping lids, hams, right. in, hams in the oven. I don't know what the fuck's going. All right, on. All Nick. Right. Yeah, your your category is sports. Oh man! All right. What college basketball player died no. on the court in the eighties? This is multiple choice. What college basketball player died on the court in it's the eighties? a really lovely. Was question. it Jerome Lane, uh, Hank Gathers, or Danny Ferry? Uh, Hank Gathers, I think. Is that your final answer? Yeah. And that is correct. Very Ow! good. Yeah. Ow! What a terrible. That's a ter- why would why would anybody make a trivia question well, out of that? Well, it's it is trivia. Well, I yeah. mean, it's yeah. something that one Jesus might Christ. know and not know. I'm right. I'm sorry that we went from Night Rider to death. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't. Although Michael Landon, he is. Although Michael dead. Landon is dead. Yeah, and he did yeah, die young. So he didn't die on a basketball court, but he did die young. Okay. All right. Wow, oh we're tied, goodness. Esmeralda. This is a neck and neck wow. horse race right here, two to two. That's, All right. This is a first. It's a, it is. For, We're really uh, very exciting. You know why it's you know why it's such a, you know why it's such a suspenseful game because Hitchcock is outside. That's why. Right. See. Yeah. All right. My God. I've <laughs> I, listen. I've got a ham in the oven and I've got my copy of Blonde on Blonde waiting to be listened Jesus to. Okay. <laughs> wow. You really got, are flipping lids. All right. Cool. I've got I've got a whole evening planned. All right. It's. I mean, this is my Monday night. Ham and blonde on blonde. All right, yeah, Ham and thing. Dylan. Um, <laughs> mm. All right, uh, Esmeralda. You're, this is the potpourri yeah. question. Oh, this is, could be anything. Potpourri, free. I'm sorry. Uh, what is this? What are we doing here? Uh, really, really, I'm asking. What is? You know, I, I come here oh, every God. what two, couple maybe weeks. three weeks, yeah, three every weeks, couple yeah. of weeks, yeah. and and I sit here. <laughs> With you buffoons trying to play yep. a bloody Correct. game, and it's just you know, I I I need a new agent. This is absolutely ridiculous. Well, you're signed in. You're signed into a lifetime contract. I don't know if your agent told you that or not, but uh, I know, and I'm yeah. I'm like five thousand years old, so it's really. I mean, Ooh, he's been managing be me since the pyramids were built. It's That's... absolutely insane. So, so this is for Esmeralda, correct, Esmeralda? Yes, that this is, is Mrs. Mrs. Lady's pop- potpourri. All right. 
Yes. All right. What American economist <laughs> and chairman of the Federal Reserve coined the phrase irrational exuberance in regards to the stock market boom of the 90s? Jesus Christ. This what is not hell? multiple choice. What American And it's eco- not multiple choice? Now, what? listen, I've got a team of chimpanzees that write these. <laughs> They're smarter than I am because, goddamn, uh, I'm going to have so, to pass. I couldn't no, even you can't, give you no, a name. Just, like, just, just throw any a name. economist, yeah. anything. Um, the guy from 24. Uh, <laughs> who is that guy? Oh, no, he's political. Um, uh, uh, Gary... Uh, uh, Somfheimer. Gary Somfheimer. Is it Gary Mm -hmm. Somfheimer's slap? Yeah. Gary Somfheimer? Yeah. Believe it or not, no. Oh, no. Uh Ah! Oh, no. What Um, what the hell? What's the answer to that? Alan Greenspan. Oh, Alan Greenspan. Okay. Uh, Oh. I know that name. I don't know what he does. Yeah, so see, I say the name now and you get it. Sure. You know? Sure. That you tell, I, mean, I, pay, I pay those chimpanzees uh, well. Those are well-paid chimpanzees. I was going to say, congratulate your chimpanzees on that question. <laughs> wow. Okay, tied, to, tied at two, and then we're now doing round two where we switch up the categories, correct, Slap? Yes, that's correct, which means you go next, Nick, and right. it's your category. It's yeah. film, Uh-oh. cinema, Uh-oh. the okay. silver screen. Got it. Empathy at 24 frames a second. <laughs> Are you going to continue? Because that's fine. Uh, the, the, the... I'm trying to think of other euphemisms. Well, ask the chimps. Aren't the, chim- aren't the chimps in there? They can. The can chimps ask... are on break. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with the union. It's absolutely yeah. bananas. I'm sorry. Pardon the pun. Oh, wait. Really hold is. on a second. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think in your life, uh, Slap, that you would actually be on a podcast and say the, say the phrase, the chimps are on break? Was that something that you would ever in your career? Honestly, would... <laughs> I, I had a fortune teller in like 1808 that told right. me ex- that exact is same that thing. Right? I said, what is a podcast? <laughs> the chimp thing I could believe. The chimp thing was not that far-fetched. Right. The podcast part was hard to believe. The podcast, I was right. like, what is that? You know? <laughs> All right. All right. Movies for me, correct? We're tied at two, yes. Esmeralda. We're tied at two. Tied Hitchcock, at two. Hitch, Hitchcock can't wait. Hitchcock is very excited. Okay. All right. Your okay. question, Nick. Yeah. What movie featured a steamy pottery scene between okay. Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze? <laughs> is that how they pronounce it in England? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's not multiple choice, right? Not multiple choice. I'd be right. very disappointed if you don't get it. Well, it's it's Ghost. It is ghost, yes. Yeah, Thank so of you. Of course it is. Yeah. Very good. That's funny. Yeah. That's a good movie. I like that movie. I like ghost. I do like ghost. Uh, yeah. yeah. Esmeralda, are you a fan of ghost? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, that, that actually happened to me with the ghost of Madame Bathory, the serial killer. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, really? wow. Did you have to go yeah. to Whoopi Goldberg? Girl, you in trouble. Did she say that to... to... Well, it was actually Miguel Cervantes, Uh, but yeah, uh, basically, yeah. Oh, okay. Miguel Cervantes. All right, cool. All right. Three to two. I'm in the lead, Esmeralda. Now you got a little catching up to do. All right. Esmeralda, your category (laughs) is music. Mm. Music. (laughs) Who met and later married Christy Brinkley when she starred in his music video for Uptown Girl? Oh, oh. 
Jesus Christ. Why do they keep leaving? Um, hold on. It, oh, what's, damn it. He's the piano man. Yeah. <laughs> what's his fucking I'm name? not going to accept that one. Hold on. Town girl. Come on. No, I know I could sing the damn song and, okay. and everything, and I can't. Jesus. Oh, Billy Joel. Ah, there. <laughs> there it came. That is correct. Yes, <laughs> Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel, man. All right. Wow. I love it. I, I love that you're having you're having. I, I would. <laughs> he's the fucking piano man. You're, you weren't going to accept that, were you, uh, Slappy? The, the, no, I. <laughs> The guy from 24 was a bit of a gimme. I would just said, all right, <laughs> everybody gets threatening. one. That, yeah. was, that was enough. You already had that one, as well. Yeah, yeah so yeah. everybody gets a bit yeah. of a mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, three to three. We're tied. Oh, slap. Oh, have is... you ever? Has there ever been a more intense version of Slap Slapley's 80s, 90s trivia madness? I mean, we did do this back in like 1999. It was mm. me, Regis, Philbin, and Alf. Oh, we had a very, Alf. very. Did yeah. Alf? Did, did Alf say, oh, "I'm gonna eat a cat. Get a, I like cat. Where's the cat? I'm gonna eat it." Was he? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, here's the crazy thing: after, yeah. Yeah, after the game, Regis Philbin killed and ate Alf. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Is that a whole? Oh, is this a whole conspiracy thing? So then they had to replace Alf, and so that's not the yeah, original uh, well, Alf. Well, team? Alf was ori- Alf was originally going to be the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh. I see. Oh, so Regis, ki- Regis Philbin killed and ate Elf. That's what happened to Elf. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I that's, mean, am- that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, when it, and I'll tell you what, Kathy Lee was terrified of him for of years. Elf. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I well, terrified. No, Regis. Of, Re- of Regis. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I mean, she thought she was next. He, she thought right? that Regis Philbin uh, was going to kill and right. eat her. Kill, if he, hey, if he kills and eats Alf, what's going to stop him from killing him? I mean, it's a slippery slope, mate. It I mean, it really All is. Right. Yeah. All, right. All right, we're tied All at right. three. What, what's happening now? What, who, who's Your Nina? category me, is me? television, Nick. Yes, okay. yes. Right. Focus, baby, focus. I don't know what's happening. All right. All right, television, <laughs> your, your category and yeah. your question. Yeah. What Cheers star, what star of the TV show Cheers yeah. was nominated for six Emmys but never won? Never won an Emmy. Ooh. Nominated six t- times. Times never six won. Six times, but never won the Emmy. Man, that's a good question. I got to say the chips, the chips did well on that one. Um, they did. I'm going to I'm actually I'm going to say Ted Danson. It is not Ted Danson. Oh. Ah! Who is it? I was going to say my my first guess. My other other guess would have been Kelsey Grammer. It was what not was Kelsey Grammer. Again? Which which Cheers star was nominated for six Emmys but never won? And it's Chicago's very own George Wendt. Oh my! Really? Wow! Never won. Wow! That's amazing. Good for him. That's a good good for him. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an it's an honor to be nominated. It's just an honor to be nominated. That's right. <laughs> Wow, that's a good way to look at it. Wow, we're still tied, Esmeralda. You could take the lead on this one. Wow. Give the chimps a raise, mm-hmm. Slap. That was a good question. Yeah, oh, I think I will. Okay. All right, Esmeralda, this might be for the, the win for you. Um, well, well, she's got to you get, said you, she's gotta get this, and I have to miss the next one. Or, you got Okay. Yeah. I, I hate oh, okay. ties. I got It's three um, to three. I'm, it's tied up, so here we go. Okay, it's three to three. Yeah. Sports, your category, your question. What boxing legend retired after 20 years in 1981? 
what boxing what? legend retired after 20 Muhammad years Muhammad Ali. That is correct. Ow! Very good. Wow. Ow! Very good, Esmeralda. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Man, this has been a real... I think this is one of the best games that we've had. It Don't really you think, is. Esmeralda? This is very good. It's very mm -hmm. good. Going back and forth, there's a lot of tension. The questions are pretty good. You know? Wow. Yeah. I'm wow. kind of enjoying the fact that there is no uh, multiple choice. Uh, yeah. And I, I, it's weird because this particular group of, of chimps, sometimes they have multiple choice and sometimes they don't. It's, it's odd. Right. It's odd. All right. Wow. It's four to three. So here's the deal. The best that can happen is a tie. And if we tie, that means uh, Hitchcock's got to drive both of us around. And, uh, oh, and, and we have right. to and we have to split well, the dibs we on the dibs in the front. You, no, you, no, you, you got shotgun. What? I'll sit in the back. You'll sit. You'll no, sit in the back. No, you don't want to be a woman Smart, sitting in yeah. the front. You don't want to be an attractive. You know, yeah, you don't want to be an attractive woman sitting in the front seat with Hitchcock. That's not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Slap. Wow. Slap. It's 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 all or it's tie or nothing right here. It's a nail biter. Oh my god. Um. All right. Potpourri. Right. Is a category, and your question. Yeah. What 1981 film was based on a book written by Joan Crawford's daughter? Mm, okay. What 1981 film was based on a book okay. written by Joan Crawford's daughter? Now, Esmeralda, we're going to end up both in the car, and I'll take Shotgun, um, because it's Mommy Dearest. That is correct. Yes, it is Mommy is, Dearest. Mommy <laughs> yeah. That, uh, people, you know, there was a lot of controversy when that movie came out. I remember, oh, yes. I remember when it came out um, after the first week when like the critics ripped it apart and it didn't do very well at the box office. Um, the I think it was Paramount who released that movie. They did a full-page ad where they just had the words, no wire hangers with exclamation points and a wire hanger hanging off the logo. And everybody found that very offensive <laughs> because they wanted to get people to come and see it and everybody had heard about the no wire hangers scene. Mm -hmm. So they were being exploitative and saying, why don't you come and see this movie where a woman beats, their, beats her daughter with a wire hanger? It's fun. <laughs> who remember. doesn't like a little uh, wire hangers uh, that's a that's a huge movie i mean I, I'm, I'm sure as well have you ever seen mommy dearest i've seen bits and pieces it's a it is a big and, and slap i'm sure you know this it is a big now it is a big iconic film in the gay uh in the in the in the gay culture well, like yeah, I mean, oh, me and, huge following. Uh, huge yeah, following. me and Joan Crawford used to do cocaine together back in the day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Did you ever see her daughter? Um, only in passing, in between bumps. Right. In between bumps. In between bumps. I see. All right. Well, as well, we ended in a tie. I know that's a little anticlimactic, but we both get to ride around mm -hmm. in, a, in a car with Alfred Hitchcock. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. That well, that's fun. exciting. Yeah. Well, that was a great round of Slap Slapley's 80s and 90s Trivia Madness. Uh, slap, mm -hmm. I, I, I congratulate the chimps on that. That was a fun round. Yeah. You know, uh, I pay them well. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You can tell. All right. Uh, so you know who's going to stop by right now? You, uh, and Slap, you're always here. You're, you're, you're lucky to be here because my dad's going to stop by and tell a joke. You ready for a, oh, a, fantastic. Little, a yes. little bit of humor? Finally, after uh, all this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ham is ready to come out of the oven, so let's get my dad in here. Uh, okay. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love yeah, Nick's I know show. You, baby. All right. You ready for my dad's joke? Okay, we're ready. Here we go. It's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. 
Nick's dad tells a joke. What I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Every Tuesday, my uh, 82-year-old dad stops by and does what he does best, telling jokes. And since he's retired from Jewel, he really uh, he has to test out his material to anybody and every, anyone, anyone who will listen. So here's, here's my dad. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right. Sometimes I wake up grumpy. Other mornings, I let her sleep in. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Ow. <laughs> Oh, that was man. jokey, oh. jokey, jokey time. It was a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad told a joke. I love it when my dad tells marriage jokes. I don't know. I just think that's <laughs> I mean, he's been happily married Ooh. for so long. Over, my, my parents have been married, I think it's 60, 61 years. 60, yeah, 61 years. Oh, my years. God. Lovely. Yeah. I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. Sometimes I wake up grumpy and sometimes I don't. I let her sleep in. That's fucking great. <laughs> All right. Hey, Slap, um, I appreciate you, uh, you, you taking time away from your, your busy schedule. And that's how you say it, right? Schedule? Yeah, schedule. Right. <laughs> All right. And uh, and and we will see you, uh, I don't know, in a couple of weeks again. Um, and, uh, let, and and keep us posted on, on, on what's happening, uh, you know, with uh, with King Crimson and your hunting schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're looking forward to a very nice meal in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's That's next right. week, isn't it? It's next week. Thanksgiving is next. Yeah, week. Next yeah. week. Oh, yeah. my. Well, I'll let you know how the new album's coming along. OK, cool. All right. Slap. See you later. All right. Bye, Slap. Say it right. Why? Okay, watch what happens. <laughs> Esmeralda, are you ready for what oh, happens? Oh, hey, God. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible every time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So no matter what he does, he has to. He just completely disappears and reappears to do the. Yeah. Of course, yeah. 80s, 90s trivia madness. All right. Very good. Yeah. I like it when it ends in a tie, Esmeralda. That means, you know, because we're friends and it's nice. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Well, yeah. we both get to ride in the car with Hitchcock. <laughs> with Hitchcock. It's going to so we'll be real that. uncomfortable, I feel. But <laughs> Before we jump into the car with Hitchcock, let me just say this. If you would like to be a sponsor of this fantastic uh, podcast, you can do it. It's open. Advertise with us. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Be a part of the podcast. Lots of people listen to it. If you want to be a part of the podcast in general, leave a voicemail anytime you want, 24-7 at 773-417-6948 you can drop us, drop us an email with any comments or questions or contributions nickdpodcast at gmail.com take the time to uh, rate and review us on every platform and share uh, Jason Skaggs does all the music and the themes and the sounds Ed does everything else radiomisfits.live is our 24 hour streaming service that's free it's like radio only cooler you can hear this podcast daily at 3pm and you can hear my SNL podcast daily at 9am uh, right at uh, radiomisfits.live Esmeralda you rule the planet Oh, thank you. We'll see you next time. And uh, the next uh, time we get together, Jim Ryan will be my guest. And it's time to talk music. He has interviewed some hot uh, music stars, Esmeralda. We'll talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. So, and concerts and stuff. So, Music Talk with Jim Ryan is on the next uh, episode. And we hope that you can join us right here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And it's the Nick D Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>